Welcome to the Present and Sober podcast with your hosts, Sam Goldfinch and Ellie Crow. If you want to make your life bigger, not smaller, then this is the podcast for you. If you can sense that you're destined for more and you're curious about how drinking could be holding you back, listen in and come on this journey with us. Through the interplay of mind and body practices, we will help you elevate your daily life and discover the wonder and potential of going alcohol free. Let's make life bigger together. Hey team, we've got one highly requested episode for you this week. Essentially, we're discussing how do you not press that big fuck it button when you are at that point where the craving's kicking in or whatever's going on, or maybe it's not just drinking, or whatever it is in your life, what can we do in order to A, make that button appear less and less, understand it, and what can we do when it's kind of there, staring us in the face? Because, um, yeah, I mean, this is something that so many of us have experienced, and if it's not just, for example, early on in the alcohol journey, it may be for other things in our lives. It may be around food, and so we're going to have a discussion around that. Super excited to put it out there. It is a bit sweary. The title, you know, the clues in the title, I guess. So if you are easily, if your ears are easily offended in that way, then uh, you know, tread cautiously. Definitely join us, but tread cautiously. And um, I think most of you by now, you know that me and Ellie, <laughs> we do drop an f bomb every now and again. But here we are. Lovely to have you. Come and join the Facebook group if you haven't already. We're going to be, there's loads of change in our world at the moment. It's all very, very exciting. And there's a lot of reconfiguring going on in the background. The podcast is absolutely not going anywhere, but there are a lot of things that are shifting and changing for us. And if you want to find out about those things, the best place to find out first is in the Facebook group. All right, team, without further ado, I'll hand you over to me and Ellie. I love the way Mr. Sam does the when he presses the button. I conducted you. Goes, I was I was turning you on. Oh <laughs> God. What a brilliant start. Oh, oh I'd say get rid of that, but that's great. <laughs> right, continue. That's gotta stay. That's too good. <laughs> apologies, oh, everybody. God. Oh also some uh, apologies in advance for there's gonna be it's gonna be a very sweary episode. Oh yeah! If, if you haven't already yeah. picked up up on that with the title, so well, we... that that may have been edited. I don't know what we, that may have stars and stuff in it. I don't know what I'm allowed to do. I think people will be able to guess what guess what we're pointing <laughs> yeah, at. Fill, fill the gaps. <laughs> the fish, the the fish button. No, it's not that. It's uh, go on. Tell the people what we're doing. We're we're talking about the fuck it button today. It's a very important subject. We've all got one. We've, we can all. Uh, recognize times where we're compelled to press that big button and I was just saying before we started recording this this came to mind particularly because of the time of year it is that all of that getting back into the uh whatever your routine is work school well people are I suppose people are listening to this movies aren't at school um, <laughs> teachers, but you, your kids oh yeah teachers yeah I forgot about those folks those important people but we kind of have this transition from summer and hopefully people have all had some kind of rest and relaxation over the summer and then we head towards um the uh the autumn and we may have had amazing and great intentions for the summer around things like being alcohol free or in you know in, in some cases, staying away from sugar and ice cream, and those sorts of things. Oh, yeah. good God. And then something happens in the middle of the summer and we press the big button. And uh, 
it, this, uh, this, um, this conversation we were having earlier on, it actually came up on a coaching call recently as well, which is a really, really helpful conversation in the moment and beyond for the people that were involved. So we thought we'd bring a little sprinkle of that here. Yeah. So do you want to, um, for those people that maybe those unicorns that don't have a fuck it button, do you want to explain what it is, Mr. Sam? Oh, well, goodness me. Well, it was interesting because, again, we have to, I think it's important to let the listeners know what, what on earth we're on about because there's different, actually, that's really interesting. It's a great word. Sorry to anybody who doesn't like the word because we're going to say it a lot today, but fuck is a great word. It's effectively, you can use it for anything in in, in the English language. You can turn it into adjectives. You can use it for, it, it describes all sorts of stuff. It's like, it's a, it's this really interesting um, word from a kind of language point of view. Um, but because of that, we need to d- get clear about what we're talking about because people use it differently. Like some people, they've got all this weight on their shoulders. They've got all this stress. They've got all the, all these things and all these ways they may have been beating themselves up. And then they're like, oh, do you know what? Fuck it. Like whatever. And it all falls down, tumbles out of them. And we get rid of all of that kind of insecure thinking or whatever it is that's been bugging us. And suddenly the snow globe settles and we're back to... Oh, it's I'm okay. Like it's all right. So that that seems like a very useful tool. Um, and so we wanted to kind of put that out there as something that we've spoken about before. It's really powerful, a way of dropping resistance in the moment. There's even a book all about it. There's a really cool book called uh, I think it's called Fuck It, The Ultimate Spiritual Way. And it's it's basically just in that moment, what happens when you're when you just release it, you're just like, whatever. Um, you kind of just rehearse you. You just fall out of a load of thinking and fall back into the present moment, right? Which is super powerful. So there's that. But there's, I think what we're pointing out here in particular is this kind of phenomenon. Oh, goodness me. I was going to say a word. Are you ready? Hang on a minute. Let's try again. Phenomenon. Hey, is that how you say it? It's the phenomenon. I'm not going to try and do it again. I've already, you know, whatever. That word um, of this, this thing that appears for people when they're either stopping drinking moderating whatever it might be where it just like we're just like oh screw it whatever i'm i'm just going to drink or and often i think it's it's a it can feel like this weird thing cuz people often report i'm sure they do to you as well mate that you know i was fine for a month and then it just pops up and i'm and it's like well where did that come from um so yeah we're going to talk about that we're going to we're going to talk about the different facets of the of the fuck it button and all the different forms that it may fulfill that's a lot of f's yeah this is gonna break this is gonna (laughs) this is gonna break a record um for how many times we've sworn in an episode so yeah sorry to anyone whose ears are a bit delicate yeah but even without the even without the effing there was a lot of f's in your last sentence oh was there yeah it's in the all right cool you have to go listen back to it. I don't what you said. It's like a tongue twister. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Did you like a tongue twister as a kid? Is that a sweet or is that a? That's not yeah, a sweet, is it? I thought it might be some weird sweet from the eighties that I've never heard of. Well, there were there were twister lollies like um. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. If Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers, where's the pick of pickled peppers? I nearly got there. I nearly got there. Balls. Anyway, okay. (laughs) 
this is a this is a great episode it's all falling apart fuck it whatever okay <laughs> moving on so what was the thing before we rock on with what i said i'd love to chat about um you made some really lovely thing points that i hadn't thought of so what was what was the first thing you said earlier because i totally forgotten what it was <laughs> this um this was the essence of what came up on this coaching call and it's that there's a difference between letting ourselves off the hook mm. having grace and compassion for ourselves in a moment there's a difference between that letting ourselves off the hook and self-sabotage so when the little voice comes a calling that says oh yeah, go on it's all right then there's a distinction to be made between is is that a uh is that the voice of the voice of reason is it the voice of reason and love and compassion to self and self-soothing or is it the more sinister <laughs> the more sinister voice of self-sabotage so i thought yeah. that it would be helpful to talk about those two things it's kind of to me this is kind of paradoxical now that we talk about it it's really interesting because you know we're all doing what makes sense to us with our current level of understanding so here's the funky thing about it is that once if our level of understanding goes up our actions may very well will will we'll change accordingly or what makes sense to us will change accordingly so self-sabotage as a pattern will exist for as long as we think we're for example not deserving of a set of circumstances or whatever comes to us in the world of form so it's interesting to me that even when we say for example um have that scenario where we can sense we're kind of we may we might not use the language self-sabotage but we can kind of sense that we're like just about to like blow this thing up and there's like nothing we can kind of do about it that that actually will very likely shift if we get to the root of like what's going on with those behaviors right so um so that's kind of that's kind of interesting to me because i think when we spoke about data points before and we have spoken about them in previous episodes but there's this real difference as you say between um you know really kind of like doing something that we didn't intend to do and then kind of like having like a kind of a using it as kind of an excuse uh to to drink or or whatever it may be and there's a different flavor to that and only we're ever going to know like we're the only person that's that's inside that can figure out like what's going on um but yeah. it's paradoxical because <laughs> whether we whether we end up in that position or not in the first place i think is a lot to do with uh bigger picture understanding and and where we are in our own personal journey home to the truth of who we are so yeah, I don't know if that made any sense, but it's a it's a bit of an odd one. Yeah, it yes, it it made a lot of sense. I think what what people are likely going to recognise is just that that feeling that that feeling yeah. that comes, and you're bang on in that because somebody on this call had asked me, you know, like almost like well, how how do I know when I'm just you know sort of like kidding myself. Mm. They almost wanted me to say whether or not that it was. So this voice that was saying to them, "Look, it's it's okay. You can have a drink. See, it's not that bad." In response to somebody else's experience of having a data point, 
and they they almost wanted me to tell them well is that is that voice giving them good information <laughs> is that is that voice directing them in the right way and what i talked to them about was that like, that's not my job my job isn't to direct people towards um you know this is this is what's good for you or not this is where you know your um your wisdoms are like that that's for you to discern so when we have the feeling the feeling that comes accompanied by the big button then we can discern what we need at that point in time and what is uh like where where we're being led to so whether like i've I've described this before with um clients that it's it's like having your own bullshit detector (laughs) you put your own bullshit detector on and when you hear the voice and you get the series of words it's like well you know you you don't like it's and it's not a thought out thing but you know when you are kidding yourself and when you're perhaps uh, in a different space so that, i think that first thing of like having your bullshit detector on and being able to recognize what's coming up and where it's coming from is important yeah that's really interesting i think as well that there are high, there are like higher levels of the of the personal mind as well so it, it's totally yeah. possible that you know your subconscious elephant is kicking off and it's talking to you through feelings through the limbic system through your emotions which is primal which is you know the, the essentially the, the the outer part of the brain all of these all the, the you know rational decisions and everything that's what has come later so when that's online and so when there's like two of you it's like there's two of you going on at the same time and you know you're fucking kidding yourself you're like i'm bullshitting myself been here before i know this doesn't work but i'm uh, w- uh what's going on this is why people talk about being hijacked right because they're like i've been bloody possessed i'm like walking back to that place and i don't want to go like why am i doing this so it's funny that that is a time when there's like that's a really interesting and and, and quite difficult experience to have sometimes because it can become, become very very frustrating but actually the quickest way out of that is a different kind of of, of fuck it moment where you're like look that didn't make sense to my subconscious my whole body that's where i was like i gotta let go of that because at some point for for some reason for all of us on this journey that doesn't happen anymore like and, it, and it's kind of a bit of a mystery as to when and why and what the insight is what we see that suddenly means that our level of understanding shifts and we see something different Mm. because for some people Mm. they can read like one chapter of this naked mind and it's like all right done moving on for other people myself included in this category it's really messy Mm. it's really messy um yeah i've kind of a little bit lost my train of thought but um but yeah i think you're talking about different like the different layers of uh consciousness well well and i think that's important because that statement everyone's doing what makes sense to them 
at their current level of understanding. I'm not like we've said before, but it bears repeating again and again and again. We're not talking about an intellectual understanding. We're talking about at the body level, at the limbic system, at you know, at every single level of your being, at a spiritual level, at a physical level, every single level. That's what we're pointing at. We're not just talking at like what you understand about alcohol intellectually. Because let's get be honest, if it was just that simple, no one would be dealing with the with this button if you could just go and do an information dump in your mind or well, everyone would be done in about five, you know, you could go read this naked mind or whatever. And you'd be like, right, wicked done. And me and you would, you know, wouldn't be coaching in this uh, niche anymore. So <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, not. so that's not how it goes. No, it's not. And, and I think we, because without hijacking this episode, I think here's one for the list. We We need to talk about the nervous system, I think in more detail. Oh, and big time. The, you know, how, how that mechanism all works, because when you can understand more about the the different states and how we move through them more skillfully, then your experience is going to shift and change. And mm-hmm. you will, I'm not saying that you won't ever become activated. You won't ever find yourself in fight or flight or in freeze. But when you can recognize where you are and what's happening, then, uh, and how to not get stuck, things like how to close the stress cycle, then we 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 just become much more skillful at, that uh, you know traversing from one state to another because that in in a human body with a nervous system that's that that's us for the rest of our lives we're all going to be navigating that and one of the things one of the most important things i think that i've done in these last coming up three years of being alcohol free is learning how to regulate my nervous system and being able to being able to like if I think about I, I used to be extremely anxious and extremely stressed and funnily enough this this morning we had had another incident in the crow household so trying to get ready for school so dear Pearl my eldest one has a has a bit of an attitude don't know where she gets it from <laughs> it's an absolute Must fucking mystery uh, yeah <laughs> So this morning, she decides that she's wearing sandals to school. So we're on day two of school and all the kids were bought brand new, you know, lovely, shiny school shoes. She got Pokemon bloody school shoes of all things. Cost a bloody fortune and all of that. So yesterday they will go to school in their school shoes. Today, on the first day where it started raining here in the UK after the summer, Pearl decides... She's not going in her school shoes because the sun was out first thing. She's going to wear her sandals. And back in the bad old days, that would have caused uh, a serious toing and froing with myself and little Pearl. And I would have got myself in all kinds of upset and agitation about it. And there'd have likely been some shouting and some arguing and some tears and some wrestling of shoes (laughs) and sandals and this morning I I, 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 oh, I didn't have that same 
like that hijacking that that used to come quite frequently didn't have that and it's interesting where we started this off because it, you know th this all this all typically starts with your thinking right so my, my thought process this morning was she's just going to get wet feet then isn't she so when it pisses down with rain for the majority of the day she's going to get wet feet and then she might realize she doesn't like wet feet and so I gave her some information. I'm not a, a cruel mother that sent her off to school with her sandals on and no information. I said, look, it's, there's a 100% chance of rain. Oh, no, first of all, I said, it's going to rain for most of the day. She said, it's all right, because when it rains, we have wet play. That's inside, mummy. Okay, I said, lovely. What are you going to do when I pick you up from school? She looks at me, I said, it's going to be a 100% chance of rain. Do you know what she said to me? You're very sure. Yeah, I looked, up, I looked on the app, right? Do you, do you know what she said? The weather forecast is always wrong, mummy. <laughs> and so I thought, okay, well, what's the worst that can happen? She walks home and she's got wet feet on the walk home and then she might not like that and the next time she might not do that. And then um, the universe gets involved, doesn't it? So after I've dropped her off at school and made this thing about, so I said to a teacher, yeah, she's got these sandals on, relayed a bit of the conversation had a bit of a laugh about it with pearl i might add so i wasn't this wasn't a shaming event this was a just want to let you know she's got her sandals on her new school shoes are rubbed a little bit and uh i'll bring some that i said to pearl would you like me to bring your school shoes in at lunchtime which is what i'm going to go and do after this but then the universe gets involved doesn't it and as i'm driving back home or when i've driven back home and i looked at the weather forecast it's only not going to fucking rain later on. That's what I said to you. You and your bloody 100%. You can't, it's never, I mean, so, look, maybe there's some places where you, it's never 100% anything in this country, is it? Bloody hell. So, so, the, but it, the point being with this whole story is that those sorts of, like my day would be punctuated by things like that with the kids, with work. Those events that can take you into uh with your thinking can take you into a state of activated fight or flight. And once we're, once we're activated, if we're then trying to, and you'll see this play out if you are around, particularly around little people or just around any human being, once somebody is in that state of activation, if you're then trying to use logic and reasoning with somebody, then it's, it's never going to work. You're talking to the wrong part of the brain. So this is where, where the, the somatic work that we talk about comes into play because we need to be we need to be talking to the right part of the brain to be able to soothe, calm, regulate, get the other part of the brain back online, which is then when we can get into logic and reasoning. Yeah. So, the, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. So the last thing I would want to say about this is this is why it's the distinction between self sabotage and. Uh, what did I say it was letting yourself off the hook it's really important because we 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 need to effectively learn how to self-soothe and to calm and so there whilst the feeling can be very different in the body in a state of activation we need to I suppose they're quite close bedfellows and we need to be able to or it's, it's advantageous to move through the right channels and to be able to pull on the things that are going to be helpful, like really nourishing means of soothing and calming the nervous system, as opposed to 
I'll just smash this Toblerone and then I'll feel better because we might feel better for a short time. But I've eaten enough Toblerones to know so, that so it some, last. <laughs> someone said to me the other day on a coaching call in this naked mind, what's a Toblerone? Or maybe it was in our group. <laughs> What's a Toblerone? And I had to explain it. No, it was on it because, <laughs> because then someone me. then someone gave like a really good kind of like three D description, like a description of what a Toblerone in in all its three D brilliance was. Um, yeah, because you you keep mentioning it on the podcast, and they're like, "What, what even is that?" And then we what had a is chat a about like, is that that was a really bad US accent? <laughs> oh my god, I'm so sorry. That was great. And I got into this conversation about, you know, how in the in the 80s and the 90s, coming back from an airport with a table, and Ellie's gone. Ellie's gone. I'm going to let her recover. Um, that was, deserves snipping. It's going in the highlights. I just did that. Yeah. It was like the worst American accent ever. What came off of me? I mean, it's not, I mean, like, to be to be fair to you, like, you barely work with anybody from from the other side of the pond you're you're not really around americans a lot to be able to uh give an accurate depiction but you do yours do yours <laughs> no without, without, I'm like, you're not you're not fucking going in no way that's like i'm, I'm not going into your trap because <laughs> mental <laughs> you do one because uh yeah i'm no. just gonna paddle off on my own yeah yeah you're you're done mate you keep digging your hole that's fine i um yeah, so this is really interesting. So just to like, uh, what the verb that came through was lasso. Just to <laughs> just to lasso this podcast onto a clearly like a metaphorical bull, so we don't lose the the thread. Even though clearly I've lost the thread and Ellie's lost the plot. Um, uh, yeah, this is all deeply related to that to the to the fuck it button, and and it's because. So it's very interesting what you said about you know thinking and. So, so the more I kind of learn about how experience is created, the more it, the more it, 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 I find it absolutely mind-boggling that we're not living in a felt experience of the world. We're living in a felt experience of the what? Let's call it the power of thought, which is much more than thinking. So, you know, you walk into a room, and all this data pours in through your eyes and your ears and your touch and all of that stuff, and all of your neurological and perceptual systems and and biological systems go oh i've just got this stream of data i'm going to make a really good guess at what at what i think is going on out there and then it delivers that to you now in that scenario where you're there with pearl and there are the sandals you know you <laughs> for whatever reason the first thing you notice is kind of like a feeling of annoyance and a conscious thought but actually way 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 before that conscious thought happened your your effectively your limbic system and everything had already kind of created that experience for you and and for someone else they might have just been like completely completely just wouldn't have been it just would have been completely different they just would not have seen that in that way because they're not experiencing the circumstance they're experiencing this this power of thought so that's really that's very very important to know because when our when the button appears for us we may innocently have a quick look at what's going in the going on in the world of our small thinking mind so we might have a look at this or that when actually it may be coming from some from a, it's most likely coming from a far deep, deeper place of being dysregulated so get curious become like a sherlock holmes it, you're looking for footprints you know why is it that that button appears every time you have that meeting with your boss why is it that that button appears every time you 
you know, whatever it happens to be, go visit the mother-in-law. Why is it, you know, it doesn't, that that's curious, right? Because then the next step is a bit of courage where often we want to try and come up with any kind of strength practice to like willpower practice to get us through so we don't click the button and and that may work. And I think there is definite value in learning that it's okay to be dysregulated and to feel uncomfortable and it won't be like that forever. Mm. So that's, that's the kind of like in the moment practice is, you know, you can go back to some of our, everything we've spoken about on the craving episodes will be really good for that. Um, you know, we cover loads of stuff and the stay stop solution about how to like move through states of dysregulation and bring yourself back. But there's also, there's this zoomed out thing as well, which is, outside of that moment where all you can think about is i'm just going to get through this bit whatever has popped up then it's well huh what's going on here like what's dysregulating me because what reliably people report to me again and again and again and it's true in my experience is that the more we understand how our experience is created understand where stress is coming from understand that we're not victims of circumstance all the things that we've spoken about on the podcast and we'll continue to do so the less that button appears and at some point it just all but vanishes um so the 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 long-term kind of magic is not in coming up with a bunch of tools and tactics although they are useful in the moment it's in raising your level of understanding so that you're better at regulating like you've said and yeah. and that comes from a combination of different things. But just understanding how your experiences is being generated inside of you, not from the outside, is incredibly freeing in, in my experience and, and with all the people that I work with. Of course, absolutely it is. And it means that we're we're not weighted down by either the 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 crap that we've been carrying around in the old karmic backpack. Cause that we've let that go we're not accumulating more as we go along because we see how it really is and we don't need to is we, we don't have like the um oh what's the word i'm looking for it's like the the tension and the the stress and the pressure of oh, right well which which tactic is going to work in this moment and like, and will I have access to it? Because so often in the, the places that we're coaching, people want quite rightly want the thing to do. They want the tactic, they want the the tool. And you'll hear lots of talk about having a toolbox. And the thing that always makes me smile, not in a, um, not in a vicious way, like ah, oh, ha, ha, ha. Not like with Pearl with the schools, the, the the shoes this morning. But in a like, it's just interesting. Is um, you can have a fucking amazing toolbox with all the tools in, but if you're not practicing those things, then they're not going to be available to you in the moment. So so often people will say, well, I've got all the things in the toolbox, but in the moment I'm just like, you know, it's like, where's the toolbox? on a van somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's a really, not really good reach. point. It won't make sense for you to reach for it. Mm, mm. So yeah. w- one of the things that I'm sure I talked about it on that call was, you know, that there are there are things that are going to be helpful to us as we navigate this, this uh, 
world of regulation, things like breath work. But don't wait until you're in a, an activated state to then remember to use the breathwork technique that you've been taught. So we need to use these things regularly so they become a part of our existence and we're practicing them in the good moments, in the small moments, in all the moments. So then we have those neural pathways laid down and we're more likely to be able to access what we need in the moment with the overall goal, I suppose, of being that we need those things less and less and less and less over time. Yeah, and what's really cool about that is that a lot of the things that move us from a dysregulated state and help us regulate, when we're regulated and we do those things, they take us into a transcendent state. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So they're like a... So it's just like a different... Um, you're in a different place and yeah and like you're you're experiencing just a different kind of state of consciousness which is really really cool so yeah mm -hmm. i mean i think it's like actually the times when those things are most important are the times where they seem least important because what exactly. you're what you're building is kind of like a yeah like a this this is a bit of a dance you know nothing nothing is necessary but actually just in learning mm. the power of a deep breath and those kinds of things and if they're practiced if it becomes like this kind of muscle movement that you go to it and, and during those times you know that that can be a really really powerful thing um yeah yeah i like I, I, that's a really really good point to make and there's so many different ways of doing it so it's again this is one of those questions where like how do i get rid of the the fuck it button the the true once you transcend a lot of the reasons as to why your personal button is appearing because mm -hmm. you've looked into all the different things we've been talking about today the, the question kind of disappears with the button itself. So you, you're no longer looking for an answer to that. So the answer is somewhere in and around, you know, figuring out why it's appearing in the first place and then going on this journey um, where you're not just fixated on that, having the courage mm -hmm. to look in a different direction. And the same is true generally of the alcohol journey, as it seems to me, that most of us know intuitively at a deep level, this isn't really about alcohol. Some of us don't, like we, we all wake up to that at different points in the journey. Um, but then, you know, we're, we're very likely to work on the thing that we can see. So it's either the, the destruction that alcohol may be causing or this button that we want to keep hitting or whatever it may be, but actually the courage to be like, I'm going to look in a different direction, but like, like sort of beneath the iceberg, because those things are literally the tip of the iceberg. So if you, if you imagine this giant, uh, iceberg with a button on top of it and like, it it's it looks as if the button is is what exists, but actually that's appearing because of all the reasons. You know, you're either dysregulated or you're feeling this, or something you're not honouring in your life, or something you're repressing, or something you're pushing down, or or a misunderstanding about experience, or feeling like a victim of circumstance. And if you take those things away, the things that you can't really see, with and I mean this why it'd be really helpful to get coaching and stuff in in these kinds yeah. of scenarios. Then the then the button kind of just disappears in its own accord and the same is true for a lot of the kind of like um wonky relationships that we have with food and with things like that it's definitely been true in my experience um 
but there's no one journey for anybody there's no one answer either really like that's why we go on these kind of have these conversations together and we so often say oh that was interesting like i hadn't really thought about it in that way and like yeah it's reliable that whenever we come up with a topic to talk about mate you you say a bunch of shit that i'm like oh, i didn't even hadn't even thought of that and then i'll say some stuff and and then together we'll like come up with something that's a more of a map of the of the reality of it because we're coming at it from two different realities right yeah it's cool yeah the benefits of co-creation um <clears throat> well that just to um join some more dots here the the curiosity bit and the courage actually that the precursor to that is compassion. So this whole thing about letting yourself off the hook, what, where that comes from is the knowledge that we need to, we need to have compassion for ourselves. We need to be based in grace and in love because otherwise all of the other stuff upstream <clears throat> downstream isn't it's not available like you can't access curiosity if you haven't opened your heart to begin with so th this whole thing of like where we started with this idea of well when is it that i need to let myself off the hook and when is it that i'm self-sabotaging um because there's something at the at the core of that that needs to be addressed, needs to be paid attention to because that's the access point to everything else. Yeah, what was the language that you used right back at the beginning when you were saying you were describing the difference between, I can't remember exactly what you said, it was like the difference between you know, compassionately kind of letting yourself off the hook and versus what was the language you used for? Self-sabotage. Self-sabotage. There was, there was another way we described it. I can't, there's something forming in my mind right now that's, um, it's not fully formed, but I'll have a go. It's like, what makes us think that when we decide to drink, for example, or something like that, or have a data point and we're kind of, um, we feel like we're kind of we're punishing it. We don't often see it, but often we're we're punishing ourselves effectively. Yeah. We don't see yeah. it in that way. We think we're being weak, or we think we're giving up, or letting ourselves down. But actually, like, stop for a minute and consider what's really going on. Like, we're we're doing the best we can, and we innocently end up fucking ourselves up punishing ourselves hurting ourselves emotionally physically all the rest of it by, by doing something like that so of course compassion is going to be a powerful way out of that because you you just use more of the same you end up just like one side of the seesaw is just weighted down and you just end up mm. and, and it doesn't it kind of doesn't follow logic and it's and i think it's because we kind of forget that we forget that we are doing the best we can with how we see the world right now and reliably in scientific papers all around the world like now, right now they're showing again and again and again that actually being kind to yourself and compassionate is how you break the cycle mm. shame cycle whatever cycle it may happen to be that you find yourself in and that you know that is courage that does mean courage then 
Because if you've got the compassion to to be like, wow, maybe that's not the way to do it. Just because you've seen a new way doesn't mean that you're just going to do it. You're going to have to have some courage. It's a little bit like when you, you know, when you realize you finally see, right, this job isn't for me. I can't do this anymore. You, you still need the courage to to walk mm. a little bit into the unknown and, and see mm. what goes, but trust the guidance system, trust the wisdom. But yeah, exactly. Like Ellie said, come from compassion, curiosity, courage. You know, this is it's interesting to me. It's really affirming actually to for all these things to come up again and again, because that's basically what we've built the stay stop solution yeah. around. That's, that's, that's the fucking uh, curious <laughs> funny. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. 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 So yeah, that's, that's, that's funny powerful. That. That's cool. Well, like it, it, it's, it is funny, but like a lot of it's even like, even that's unknown. You're sort of exploring these new things and you're like, oh yeah, epic. Like that, that is actually applicable sort of across the board. Um, and I, and, and one thing that um one of my good mates and men, one of my mentors, he often says, you know, one thing that he believes a word that he doesn't hear enough in coaching circles and in spiritual circles, et cetera, is courage. There's a lot of words about love, etc. And that's really powerful. Of course, that's a wonderful place to be. But ultimately, it takes it does it does take some courage to to sort of do what we know is right by ourselves and by et cetera, et cetera. And and, and there's no getting away from that. And it's empowering. It's really, really wonderful. There's something magical about courage. There's something really mm-hmm. special about it. You can't fake it. We've spoken about that before. It's like the only thing you can't fake is fate. There's no difference between fate's courage and real courage. Like it's it's yeah. it's this cool thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's got me thinking about that whole thing about your future self. When when you're in times of difficulty, when there's something in front of you that you really don't want to do, how helpful it can be to think about was I talking about this recently on the podcast or maybe it was one of the groups the, a, a thing had come up uh, was it to do? oh it's all bloody school uniform buying that's what it was I didn't want to have to oh god I didn't want to have to do it it was like this mountain of in fact there were two big mountains the first one was going and buying all the stuff and the second was ironing all the labels in <laughs> And uh, we had like a week or so left of the holidays and ahead of the first mountain, I did because I could have just left it all. I could have just kicked it out to the long grass. Thought, I'll do that at the end of the holidays. And the second to last week of the holidays, something like that, I decided I was going to go, I was going to, for my future self, I was going to go and um, climb the first mountain. And uh, because of the way that I approached it, it was a different experience than it otherwise would have been. And I just, I felt, even though I still had the second mountain to climb with the iron, which was Sunday, because of how I planned it and prepared myself, it allowed me to be present for all of the stuff. So it allowed me to be fully present for the rest of my holiday with the kiddos because I knew I had the the intention, the structure around what I was doing. And then even in the midst of going around the bloody shops and then ironing the stuff in, I was fully present for that too. And so it was a different experience than it would have otherwise been. Just, you know, trying to like, just being reactive. Oh, fuck, I need to get this done. Um, Why did I talk about that? I'm from one of those moments. Why did I go down that road? Courage. 
I love that. I love that you've used a really, yeah. I love that you've used a really like, just like the kind of thing that's because it's the same mechanism. Like whether you're like literally jumping out of an airplane or ironing a label in someone's fucking top, like it's, 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 it's the same. The mechanics of this stuff is always the same. And I think that's why on coaching calls sometimes get a bit of a shock when people are dealing with really big things. And I kind of, I'm like, you know, bringing them back to the same things that work for the really Mm. small things. It's, Mm. it's, it's, uh, it's an impersonal how it works thing. Yeah. So, so I think, so just, this is my little, I thought what would be cool is if I gave my little like bow on it and then you can give yours and we can see if we sort of, if we're aligned with it. So my bow on this would be like, if we're thinking about like how to, I think the question that most people like, well, how do I get rid of the fuck it button? Right. My answer to that would be, well, if you're in the moment where it's there and you're in the lived experience of it being about, don't have any expectations about how long it's going to be there or whatever, and go and explore ahead of time, go and explore our podcast and other ways, breath work, things you can do to regulate. Um, And we can do more podcasts about that. Come let us know in the group if that's something that you'd like to have. But Mm -hmm. effectively think about it as a in the moment regulating my central nervous system thing. And so that's one arm of it. But to me, the bigger picture piece is the zooming out piece and getting really, really curious about, well, where is it coming from? Like what's beneath the iceberg? Is there a pattern at play? Um, And yeah, getting getting involved in in that and, and perhaps listening back to this and taking some notes if you haven't and just sort of considering that bit. And if you're called to it, go and get someone to help you coach wise or whatever wise, because they're kind of they can peer over your shoulder and have a little look and suggest, hey, have you considered it, you know, these dots and that dots and what about this? And it's great to have someone with a different point of view that isn't your point of view in there. So that's how it seems to me. It's a two-pronged approach. Oh, well, it's a two-pronged approach. Yeah. Right. My little bow on the end of this <laughs> is it it goes back to that trusting yourself. So right back where I started with the conversation I was having in the coaching call was around like, I'm I'm not going to give you the answer. Everything you need is within. And and, and it was funny because this lady, um, I love coaching her. She's fantastic. She's very coachable. And she asked a question and she's almost got like that, like look in her eye, she's asking the question. And then when I said like, you know, I'm I'm not going to answer this for you. And the reason why is because you already know the answer. Just that like wry smile and that look. Like we know, we we just, we know all this, all of this stuff. Not not necessarily at a cognitive level, that's not important, but we, we deeply know this stuff. And so coaching and being around people that are interested in developing the way that you are learning and growing, then... It, it just it opens up so much and you you'll get to a a particular level and think wow this is really different to how it used to be and then a little while later you bro- you've broken to another level it's like oh wow this is really different from I thought that was good and this is really different again and it just keeps going like that so provided that you have the the courage and you've got the, the I'm, I'm taking it as a given that the compassion and curiosity is already already there. 
you have that courage and that that devotion to your own personal growth which actually is linked to everybody else it's spiritual growth then it's it's just this magnificent journey on where more and more and more is revealed but it at every turn you 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 strengthen that bond with yourself that inner knowing that divine presence within like that that just becomes stronger and stronger more accessible day after day after day more present day after day and that that's all you need that's it nice one oh bloody hell that was loud nice one ellie crow did you lend straight into the microphone awesome i like it well i feel like that was a very uh lovely wrap up two nice bows and i guess it would be about time now considering how we started this episode for me to turn you off (laughs) turn us off turn turn me off turn me off (laughs) i just just before i go i'd just like to offer a sincere apology to all of our american friends and listeners (laughs) well because of the amount of effing and blinding in this episode oh no for your your... (laughs) sorry (laughs) because of that wacky I think I'm gonna go and practice. I think they're gonna two things are gonna happen. You're gonna be forgiven or you're not. So let's let's hope it's the let's hope it's the prior. Could be the end of the present so it could be the end of the present and sober podcast. I'm off to draw up some kind of uh I don't know, separation just in case you drop any more bombs. Um, it's not a bomb. It was a well-intended, it was great. badly executed. I'm pretty sure that there is someone in the whole of America who speaks like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's get real. In, in, out of it's 380 million people, it's probably someone who has that tone, pitch, <laughs> accent. Let us know if you know anyone. Yeah, let us let us know from which part of the US I most sounded like. And I was please, from. please rate Ellie's um accent out of 10 and come and let us know in the facebook group what you reckon um and hopefully it'll appear on some reviews as well the actual audio clip or no, just ju- like no the... just just the review of the oh yeah incident. you can go review the episode and review the incident right love you all team bye <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, folks. Not much else to say. I love that discussion. Come join us in the Facebook group. Come join the mailing list. All those awesome things. Go check out the show notes. And uh, yeah, love you all. Have a great week. See you soon.